What's up, guys? JK Discoff here. Today we have episode two of the Disc Around podcast. So I think the best thing to do is jump right in and talk about the feedback that I got from episode one. I think the majority of the people said my pacing was a little bit quick, and I do have a tendency to talk fast. That is something that comes in everyday talk and as well as my videos. So I'm going to try to dial it back a little bit, and hopefully you guys can understand everything that I'm saying. Now, I'm not in the most optimal place to do this. I'm actually in one of the quiet study rooms, and it actually isn't quiet for, for being a room dedicated for silence but that's all right we're gonna push through it i have a mic so hopefully the background noise isn't being caught but if it is i i apologize uh, i got a lot of critiques and i got a lot of support and i think as the podcast goes on i'm gonna hopefully elevate my skill and hopefully it just per- slowly progresses in a positive direction i don't see why it wouldn't so that's just a little bit of the feedback that i got please don't feel um threatened to leave comments leave critiques what i can do or what i can talk about it's super helpful for me as a content creator i love to hear what my fans are thinking and what i can do to help improve everything that i'm doing so a lot of people wonder who is the jk disc golf and why am i doing this podcast well if you don't know who i am i'm wondering how you even stumble across this podcast but I am JK Disc Golf. I am a content creator in the disc golf community. I'm started on YouTube. I have an Instagram, and now we're going into this podcast scene. Now, I never really addressed who JK was, JK Disc Golf was on any other platform. So I think right now I'm going to discuss who I am and what my mission is. So I started with the alias of JK Disc Golf. So when I ever meet fans or comments or people who try to talk to me in the DMs, they always address me as JK. And I guess that is my fault, and I think it was my intention in the beginning, but I slowly I faded away from that, and I actually changed my bio in Instagram to saying Jefferson, because that is my actual name. My name is Jefferson, and if you're wondering, are you named after Thomas Jefferson? Well, you would actually be correct. I know it, it seems a little crazy, but... I am actually indeed named after the second president. Oh God, I can't believe I messed that up. I'm so embarrassed. I'm thinking about resetting it, but we're gonna keep pushing through it. The third president, Thomas Jefferson. Wow, that's so embarrassing. But that's who I am. And I started playing disc golf when I was a freshman in high school. My uncles actually got me hooked on it. If you've seen them in previous videos, they're the ones that I go out and I play with a lot. And they're the reason I started. And ever since then, I slowly just grew my passion. I just loved going out on the course and loved just playing disc golf. It's something that I've always been in my life ever since the first day I played it. And slowly I've gotten more and more in depth in kind of increasing my skill, doing things with social media and content creation and something that I've really pride myself on and something that I absolutely love. So why I started the podcast is, well, I'm a content creator at heart. Ever since I was young, I've been making different different kinds of media, uh, usually in social media and YouTube, stuff like that, and I actually adore doing that. I've never really had a podcast. I never ever thought of doing a podcast until I started diving in and listening to my own. So I listened to things like the Alti World podcast, the Disc Golf podcast, as well as other non-Disc Golf related podcasts such as the Joe Rogan Experience and different other types. And it's something that it's super easy to just sit back, listen to. The reason I really fall in love with it is walking. Like I have to walk to class every day as I am in college. So I have a 10 to 15 minute walk every single day. So instead of listening to the same boring or old music that I don't want to get old, 
I just pop in a new podcast and it's something where I can listen to, I can stay engaged and as well learn about different uh, different things that I enjoy. So it's something awesome and I'm hoping that I can give you guys an outlet to just listen to and that you guys can hopefully fall in love with. But enough rambling on about that. We're going to actually jump into some disc golf topics. I got a bunch today so hopefully I'm going to keep this one at that 30 minute time period that I kind of wanted to stay at. But we're going to jump right in into the Disc Golf Pro Tour finalizes the next day media coverage plan. So what this means is, I think we all know, Jomez Production is gonna be filming all of the MPO, MPO uh, first card for the next day. Now there was a big struggle last year as there was a big controversy on the Disc Golf Pro Tour is gonna take over the media and they were just gonna take over everything. And we were concerned for Jomez and they were gonna be doing smaller tournaments and not as much. And I think the Disc Golf community all agreed that this was absolutely dumb. We love Jomez, we love the ability, the, the content they put out. It's such a high quality and I don't know if anyone can replicate that right now. Obviously, if we move forward as a sport and we're trying to be getting ESPN coverage or TV coverage, I don't know if Jomez will be able to cut it. Hopefully, they can transition into it. But as right now, Jomez Pro is what we need making all the disc golf content because it's what making it look more professional and they're the best at doing it and something that they've kind of perfected their craft. They've been doing it for years now and they know exactly what they're doing. And every single year we see the improvements and it's been awesome. It's awesome to see them kind of growing and see the content that they've been putting out. So it's awesome to see that they're actually gonna be securing every single Disc Golf Pro Tour MPO first card, which is awesome. Now then, the, who's taking over the FPO first card is actually a little bit of wild card, a little dark horse, though a little Brody Smith lingo in there is JK Pro. If you guys don't know who the JK Pro is, they they um, are a smaller media group. They've been kind of, again, enhancing their craft as well. They've been putting out really good content and they're gonna be taking over the FPO cards, which is awesome. I love to see the female growth in disc golf coming and I think putting out more media out there is gonna be what's best. And it's awesome that they're getting a, a one pro, a one group, the Disc Golf Pro Tour, sorry, is getting one group to film every FPO except for the San Francisco Open. I'm sure there was some sort of conflict in there, but it's they're staying very consistent to where they're gonna be putting out a lot of female coverage, where I think disc golf needs to do. If we're gonna push the women's agenda, let's, let's get them on some, uh, some coverage and let's see what they're gonna have to provide because women's disc golf is kind of under-repped right now. I know Jomez puts out some things, usually the higher type events. I know Terry Miller is awesome at putting out the FPO, but it's something that we need to get be more prevalent about and push out to everyone and all of the disc golfers to be known that there are awesome female disc golfers and they're very much improving. So I think that's awesome to see that we're gonna be focusing a lot on the female side. And we're gonna actually have uh, female coverage from every single Disc Golf Pro Tour event, which is again, amazing. Now, what is also awesome is that we're gonna have the second card for MPO at every single Disc Golf Pro Tour event. And the more Disc Golf coverage, the better. Now, if I'm looking at the schedule right now, it looks like we have a lot of gatekeeper media. They seem like they're gonna be the main people taking over the media for MPO2. Then we also have Parse Productions and Central Coast and the GT, G, DGPT taking over. So this one's a little bit more scattered. There isn't very a one media source on the MPO2. And what I'm really surprised about is Central Coast is not taking as much as they were last year. It seems like they're very much lacking. They only have three events for MPO2 
for the Disc Golf Pro Tour, so I don't know if they're stepping back a little bit, if they're taking different tournaments. I don't know what's up with Central Coast. I haven't heard about anything um, about them kind of sitting out or doing different tournaments. I looked at their website. It doesn't look like they have that much tournaments. I don't know what's up. If maybe they're taking a slower year this year based on personal needs, if they're switching focus onto something else. I think we're going to hear more about this later on. At least I hope we do because I love watching Central Coast Disc Golf. I think they put out great contact close to Jomez. Obviously, I wouldn't say they're as at the same level. I think just Jomez is just on another level over everybody else, but they still put out great disc golf content, and it's kind of sad to see them not as much because, like I said, the more, the more disc golf content, the better. Now, that was a little bit on the media side. We're actually going to go talk a little bit about this amazing player on scene, Jackie Chen. If you guys haven't heard, he was a rated zero. He had absolutely no rating. This will be, this was his first tournament at one of the Asia Open. He's 22 years old and he put up a rating of 1040. It's pretty crazy. He beat out Philo, Conrad, and Nate Perkins to win the Asia Open. And he shot an amazing 1040 average round. It's just something that's very unheard of and actually will never happen again because the new PDGA rating minimum at elite events is taking into effect. So someone with a zero rating can't actually perform at an, a major or a national tour event, stuff like that at that high caliber. But Jackie Chen went in with a zero rating and absolutely dominated. If you guys haven't seen him play, definitely look it up. I know Terry Miller has some video as well as the Fusion Sports, I'm sorry, I don't really know what it is, but just look up Jackie Chen Disc Golf, and you will see him just absolutely kill it. Now, I'm kind of surprised if he's going to be more prevalent, if he's going to come to the States and play, or if he just kind of just doesn't take it as seriously, because obviously he didn't have a rating, so he wasn't really sponsored, and he wasn't playing at these high-caliber tournaments. So it'll be crazy to see if he kind of works towards more of a professional disc golf career, or if he's just gonna sit back, maybe play in some Asia events and not take it as seriously. But I think only time will tell. It's just crazy to see someone perform at such that high level. That's like top tier level. And we also don't know, is this gonna be a thing that he does every time? Maybe he just played super ridiculous at one tournament, but averages maybe less, but we don't know. Like I said, it's a little bit sad. It's actually cool that this will be the first time and only time that something like this ever happens. <laughs> just going from zero to 1040, that big of a jump is just crazy. I don't think anybody ever would have expected something like that. But it was just really awesome to see that Jackie Chen, kind of a nobody, performed at such a high level at this big tournament. Hopefully he gets a sponsor, he gets a little bit more recognition, and maybe he comes to the States and plays in a little bit of tournaments. I think that would be very awesome to see and see him perform along with likes like Paul or the higher caliber tournaments or players out here. I'd love to see him maybe him compete at Worlds and see how he does there. And hopefully he comes to the States and just gets a little bit of tournaments in there. I think that would be very fun to see. Next, we're going to be talking about something that I've gotten more used to over the last couple months is college disc golf. If you guys didn't know, there's actually a program that is based around all the colleges and hosts collegiate disc golf tournaments. It's a club sport in college. I know that every year they have the national championship and they have smaller tournaments here and there. But so far, there hasn't really been a prevalence on scholarships or kind of the bigger name tournaments, really all they have is nationals. And to be honest, who's ever heard of it? 
There's no coverage on it. There's very, very rarely any talk about it. The only people that really know it is people who are actually part of these clubs. And it's kind of a shame. We should really be showing a little bit more recognition for college disc golf because if we're trying to spread it to the youth, don't you think we should be having it in schools, especially if there already is clubs in colleges? Why not just host different tournaments? It doesn't really make sense to me. It's something that I actually kind of want to focus on when I'm in college is making a bigger name for itself. I'm going to try to partner up and talk to college disc golf, see what we can do as in a media standpoint. Uh, hopefully, I can compete at nationals in the coming years. Um, I think it would be super fun and it's a really awesome experience. But that being said, Tim Barr is going to be the disc golf director at Milligan University on June 1st. And he came up with the bold statement that their college is going to give an $8,000 scholarship per year for a disc golf student. So I think that's very awesome to see that there's actually going to be money given out for disc golfers that they can uh, save up to $32,000 for their whole college career. And that's just, if you guys don't know, is a crazy amount of money. College is very expensive. And it's something awesome to see that disc golf is actually going to be offering different scholarships. It's something amazing. It's definitely a step in the right direction. So all you have to do is uh, you can talk to this guy on Facebook. His name is Tim Bard. Look it up. It's College disc golf is all over it. Uh, I don't really know what's going to come out of it. There isn't a lot of details about it. All I know is this college in specific is really focusing on this their disc golf program, which is, again, is super awesome to see because I don't really see colleges pushing this. It's really just a club in college, so there isn't really a broad team. They aren't bringing in elite disc golfers that I know of, of course, because I know there is a ranking system, and some colleges are just known to be better at this club sport and maybe be that inflicts people on coming. I know part of the reason I went to Whitewater is because they offered the major that I wanted and not many schools did in Wisconsin and they had a disc golf club and a course on campus. As much as I don't want to say that kind of impacted me, but it definitely did. So I think college disc golf needs to step up their media game. They need to step up the players, hype things up. I know that they're starting to do a little bit of that, but it's not to the caliber I think they want it to be. So I think that there's definitely going in the, stepping in the right direction, but I would love to see college disc golf kind of bump some things up, do a little bit better, and I'm super excited to see what they have to come, and the scholarship is super amazing to see for the sport, because maybe other colleges will start to jump in on this as well. Maybe they'll start offering a little bit of money for here and there for people to come join in on their sport. So this is the first one that I, at least I've ever heard of, and Again, super awesome for the support, super awesome for this college. I hope other colleges start taking notice to this and are starting to think of disc golf as more of just a recreational sport and actually something that's super competitive because I think that's what everybody else wants it to see. And taking it from that competitive level, if you guys didn't know, Ultimate Frisbee, or as I always called it, is just Ultimate because as we know, it's not called the Frisbee, it's called the disc. So Ultimate actually signed a two-year deal with Fox Sports 2, and they're going to be broadcasting two-hour time slots on Wednesdays. So they're actually going to have games weekly of AUDL, which is the, the, the Ultimate League, if you guys didn't know. That's one of the leagues. And they're going to be putting out content starting, starting April. So this is they were already partnered with Fox Sports 2, but they... Um, got a two-year extension deal so now they're going to be putting out more ultimate content which is awesome because they're kind of like a 
our cousin sport I like to say because they're also their disc sport and just getting more coverage on our kind of underwrapped sports is amazing they ha they'll be available for 57 million homes and that's just a crazy amount think of our I'm not not saying obviously 57 million people are gonna watch it because that's probably not gonna happen but think about it Jomez Pro puts out their post coverage and it gets 100,000 views that's that's so much less than even just a million think if disc golf just had a once a week they had like a tournament recap where they take in videos from all these different media coverages they have just analysis talking about what happened what's awesome what's going to be looking forward to the next tournament interviewing maybe paul Macbeth about his performance or whoever did good think of just that being on fox sports 2 and how many people are going to be seeing that I think that's what disc golf needs to strive for is maybe not putting out hour-long coverages like golf and having live stuff like that but focus more on the the after stuff the pre-recorded stuff that already happened the highlights and so people aren't bored i think that's what a lot of people are scared of is disc golf's boring and we need to stay clear of that so i think focusing on putting out highlights and different interviews is something that we really need to focus on and maybe try to like I said, I'm not I'm not very much into the television game. I don't know how you get pitches, stuff like that. But I think we need to push that more than pushing live coverage right then and there. Obviously, people love live coverage. There's different opportunities for that. I think we can stay on YouTube for that. But it's so much easier to put out our highlights and get people to watch highlights. Because think about the only times we've ever been on ESPN is for Aces and for Palm Best 18 Under. So those are the only couple times we've been on ESPN. So why not take our best moments and put them out so everyone's just watching the highlights, the things that everybody wants to see. And then you throw in an interview with the winner or you just let Paul Macbeth talk. It's just these easy things for disc golf to actually stand out instead of being considered a boring sport. Because how many disc golfers want to, or people in general, want to watch just golf? Just think about think of that comparison at first. I think especially when I was a kid, thinking about watching golf was the most boring thing in the world. I never understood why people wanted to just sit and talk and watch about golf. Like who wants who only the old people want to just sit and watch golf. So if we step away from that and we just put out our highlights for everybody to watch, think how much more attention that would get. Because everyone loves to see a good ace. You know, that kind of attracts everybody someone who hasn't even seen disc golf would be like that was pretty cool so i think that's something that disc golf more has to more has to focus on stepping for that i think something that i wanted to talk about and i didn't know exactly when but this is actually going to flow in pretty well ben Askren had an interview with alti world not too long ago i read it it was just a, a article about it and the thing that he said made ufc prevalent as it is now because ufc used to be not a big thing people didn't the fighters didn't get paid there was very very little attention very little people who bought pay-per-views but the reason that they kind of bumped up and really got rose was the the fighters personalities people don't necessarily care for like the bottom fights because obviously you're only going to like it if you're into fighting which i don't know people are of course so the people who are watching the Jomez videos and like the live coverage, stuff like that, are people who love disc golf. We don't need to attract those people because no matter what's going to be put out, they're going to watch it because they love disc golf. Now, 
Just think, how many people watched the McGregor versus Khabib fight? You might not be a, be a fan of UFC and you might not have bought a fight ever, but you knew exactly what happened in McGregor versus Khabib because it was just a, such a big thing with the trash talk, with all the different antics that went on. What sold those fights wasn't really the fighters, like the fight itself and the other fights. It was, we wanted to see these guys who were talking so much trash to each other, see what would happen, what would happen afterwards. That was the only reason, that hype was the only reason people bought at such an alarming rate. So, I'm not saying this needs to happen. I'm not saying I want disc golfers to say, start talking trash. But I mean, a little bit of more personality wouldn't, wouldn't be bad. More personal interviews that are going in on before Jomez videos or people just saying bolder statements, stuff like that. I, I think just building a more of a personality than just, like Paul obviously has the personality of where he's gonna win. A lot of his fans are there because he wins. So I think if we build up that personality to where he's like, yeah, I'm the best. Like I do this, I'm just one of the best that ever happens. We've never actually seen Paul ever make that bold of a statement. And maybe because he's humble. But I think that if he says that, if he, if Paul goes out and says, I'm the best, I can't be beat, very bold statement, is it true? Maybe, maybe not. That doesn't stop McGregor from saying whatever, he's the best. I know we've all heard that, even though if you don't watch fighting. And then for just for someone like Ricky or someone else to be like, whoa, 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 hold up, you're not the best. Obviously, I'm, we're at the same level. You might have more world championships than you, but that doesn't mean that you're so much better than me. That's creating the not necessarily a hostility. I hate to say it like that, but it brings in just a little bit more flair, I think. It makes people more invested. And that's what we need is disc golf, especially for the outside. We need a little bit more investment in the characters that are going on more than just the sport. Because obviously we love disc golf, we love to see disc golf. And we're seeing disc golf bring in more people. But the thing, the next thing we can do is create this character development and have maybe more outside people care more about what's gonna happen in these big different tournaments that are going on. That's just one of the ideas that I have, and it really struck with me when Ben Askren said that. Because I don't know if you guys know who Ben Askren is, but if you do, I can guarantee it's for his trash talking. Obviously, I'm a wrestler. I've been wrestling since I was in second grade. I knew Ben Askren all my life. I know the person he was, and the thing that he's got him far in life and in his sports is the trash talk that he gives. So I think that's just one thing that can elevate. I'm not, again, I'm not saying we need a trash talk, but I think we need to develop more characters more personality in disc golf to kind of elevate it a little bit more. The last topic I want to talk about as I'm looking down on time, I'm already at 23 minutes, so I'm going for that 25 to 30 minute mark. So the Wintertime Open is starting today as you guys are listening to this, it's the day before as I'm recording this, but this Wintertime Open, the first actual tournament of the year, obviously it's not the first, but this is like I like to think of as the, the first big one. It's the one right before the memorial. We're going to see people play that we haven't in a very long time. Now, this is going to be the first tournament Paul McBeth comes back from this injury from the, that he had in the USDGC. He just got out the boot not too long ago. We've seen a couple videos of him on his channel. We've seen videos of him on Brody's channel. He looks good. He said that he feels good. We're going to actually see if that's true coming in on this tournament. I'm super excited to see him play as well as the rest of the disc golf community. He's rated 1060. 1060. That's just crazy. I'm just looking at that, and that's just, he's just on a, he's a different, just a different player, guys. He's just so good, and we're going to see if this injury actually 
impacts him, if it hurts him, we're going to see him come out and hopefully perform to the best of his ability and maybe pull out a win. As we're looking back on last year, the winner was Adam Hammes, and he's been off to an electric start. Having the first two tournaments, he won. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see Adam Hammes obviously strive. He's obviously done well at this tournament before. He beat Paul last year by two strokes. So I think that he would not be a surprise if he's at the top of the leaderboard. Now, if I'm going to make my bold prediction on who I think is going to win, I think I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to go a little bit of wild, not really a wild card, because obviously I'm not going to say that this person is not good. But I think Eagles got this. I think that he's going to be on a different level this year. I think that he's finally going to make that push. I think last year he did not perform well, but I don't think he performed the ability that he wanted to. And I think the mental side is what he really needs to focus on. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to be fixed. So I'm really thinking Eagle's going to pull this one out to start the season. I really hope he does. Again, I think my second pick, if I had to pick someone, is I'm going to go Paul McBeth, guys. He's just so good. I don't think this injury is going to hurt him. I think it's going to just make him want to perform even better. So those are kind of my predictions on when, if I'm going to win. I guess we'll find out next week as I talk about to you guys if that actually did happen. But I'll, I'll definitely go in-depth in the Wintertime Open and talk about what I saw, stuff like that. And I think that's going to be a kind of a prevalence in the podcast going on later as I want to talk about big tournaments, what I saw, what I think is going to happen. Just give a little bit more in-depth. I don't really have a lot to go off with the Wintertime Open. I'm, I, To be honest, I haven't really... I don't really know a whole bunch about it because it isn't a part of the, the pro tour. But all I do know is that it's going to be fun to watch disc golf, guys. And I think I'm going to throw also a little bit of a pick in the women's category. I said I want to leave them out. And I think I'm going to go with Jessica Weiss. I don't know why, but she's just, I think she's got it. I think she's going to be playing at a different level again this year, too. I wouldn't be surprised if I see Hanley Beth kind of strive. She's rated 916 right now. I'm going to put the prediction in right now that she's going to be very much higher rated. At least I hope so. She seems like she's been putting a bunch of work in. I would love to see her strive just like Paul. And someone who I always always want to see compete very well is Kona. The reason I, I know about her is because of her Instagram. And I think she's a very awesome person. And she has a great personality. And I would love to see her actually pull out a big win. So that was the Disc Around episode two, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you guys enjoyed, make sure you drop a like and check out the rest of JK Disco stuff. And that's all for Disc Around episode two, guys. Thanks for listening.